0: The Baltimore Ravens are in the thick of the playoff race, especially the race for the number one seed in the AFC. We talk about some early playoff scenarios for the Ravens and where they could fall depending on certain matchups and certain results, all coming up next year on Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm here with you, your host Kevin Ostreicher, Ravens Wire, and as always, we're here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Or team every day thank you so much for being here on this purple friday making us your first listen each and every day for it available all podcasting and platforms that's in video form on youtube audio form wherever you get your podcast be sure to subscribe follow along it is free and today's episode of locked on ravens is brought to you by Prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepickscom slash nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars Purple Friday means Kaiser Ismael is in the building with us talking Ravens football and, of course, bringing his former player analysis, his Super Bowl analysis, and putting on his analyst hat here for us on Locked on Ravens and Q. The Ravens didn't play in week 13, but uh, I think they were the winners of the week just because of how everything went. You got each window a good Ravens thing happened. The Steelers losing in the 1 p.m. window, the Browns in the 4 p.m. window. You got the Chiefs losing on Sunday night football. And then although the Bengals won, doesn't feel great to say that. It helps out the Ravens because you got the Jacksonville loss and the Ravens are right in the thick of the AFC number one seed race right now.
1: Yeah, I think if you had to say what is a best case scenario, it was this one. It was a scenario where you looked at all the teams, you looked at who was going to play who, and you kind of thought, well, I don't know. Pittsburgh, they should win that game. Oh man. Dang it. You know, Jacksonville, they're on a hot streak. They're at home. Boy, they should beat the Bengals. Oh boy. Here we go. Kansas city, you know, Jordan love. He hadn't fared well against them. And I don't know if he's going to be able to withstand this kind of pressure, but he stood an immense amount of pressure and beat them in front of their Swifties as well as Simone Biles. So, Hey, Hey, there's a good one. Um, I just think overall, it was good that the Ravens got a chance to rest and chill while their, obviously, division opponents battled it out. And then overall, as far as the AFC is concerned, the conference itself, you know, the Ravens are right to think of it. And I think this time of the year, the biggest thing is you control your own destiny. And the fact that the Ravens are in control of their own destiny, that means it's about sustaining winning. Let's see what they can do against the Rams.
0: Yep, and you mentioned the bye week being so good. And in the fact that they didn't play, they had their odds jump up. The AFC North title for them went from 73% that it'll be theirs to 86%. And then the number one seed went from 15% to 27%, the chance that Baltimore gets that. Now, they're not the number one seed right now. They're tied in the record department with Miami Dolphins. But Miami has the conference tiebreaker over them so it puts if the season ends today the, the dolphins in the one spot and the ravens in the two spot but q the big part of that is the ravens and the dolphins those two teams face off later in the year week 17 at mt bank stadium so it's simple you mentioned the ravens right. controlling their own destiny if the yeah. ravens beat the dolphins in week 17 and they win all those other games obviously that puts one the conference record over miami the head to head over miami And you get a win on them because then the Dolphins would be one more in the loss column to Baltimore. So I think when you're looking at which matchup is the most important moving forward, I think a lot of people look at the San Francisco game because, oh, it's a big-time matchup, maybe a Super Bowl preview. But I tend to lean towards the Miami game and say that's the most important matchup remaining.
1: It's tough for me because I know, yes, the Miami game is going to be a a tough matchup. I think Miami is a finesse team. I think if you hit them in the mouth – uh, they're a different style of a team. I think the Ravens have that ability to hit Miami in the mouth. Um, Tyreek Hill is, is such a dangerous guy, but I believe you get the Tua, then you have an opportunity to disrupt that rhythm of their passing attack. Uh, I think when you look at the San Francisco game, that's more of an evenly matched kind of a matchup. And while they're not in the AFC per se, they are in a situation where it's psychological, and it is a scenario where if you beat them, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like, yo, bro, I, I'm, I'm primed and ready for what's going to take place in the playoffs. So I think all of that kind of comes into play when you look at, you know, just the, the, the psyche of this year. And then, of course, you know, the Steelers matchup. There were reports talking about some, oh, yeah, um, you know, Pickett's going to be back. And, and I'm like, bro, he has surgery. I think I go through a rehab process. Then you got to gear yourself up to play again. And at the same time, oh, by the way, you play quarterback. So your rhythm, your timing and all that, like that has to be on point. And I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if you feel like he's your franchise guy. Um, if there's nothing to play for, and I'm not saying Mitch Tabritsky's going to, you know, just poop to bed. But at the same time, if there's really nothing to play for, then, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't risk it to have him come out there and let's see who's the healthiest quarterback and, and allow ourselves just the opportunity to to be competitive against a Baltimore Ravens team that is about to you know whoop up on us at home. Uh, they're our division rivals and, and so be it. So you know it it, it the way it shapes out I, I just love that you got an AFC juggernaut and you also got and I'm not discrediting Jacksonville not saying that Jacksonville's not going to, you know, uh, whether or not Trevor Lawrence is, is there or not there. I know he has a high ankle sprain. They are extremely talented. Not saying that at all. But take care of business against Miami, but more importantly, in my mind, against the 49ers. Now I think you're primed and ready to see something special as far as a run into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but both of those are statement games. I mean, I think if Trevor Lawrence is able to play in that Jacksonville game, and we don't know at this point because it's a a brutal injury, but I think a lot better than the initial reports of what it could have been. But who knows if he'll be back from that ankle sprain in essentially one and a half weeks at this point. But Q, I think it's really cool because you have, I think, a team that has come in, they've taken care of business, but this five-game stretch is going to be where they get battle tested. And the argument that I always make about that 2019 team was they were so dominant that they weren't really tested a ton throughout that regular season where they were where they're stomping teams, 59 to 10 and 45 to six. Now the San Francisco game was good that year. The Buffalo game was good that year. I'm not saying they weren't tested whatsoever, but they're going to play a lot of these good teams here to round it out. The Rams, the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Steelers in that order, if you had to give an early record prediction, do you think they're going undefeated? Do you think they drop a game or do you think it gets maybe worse than that?
1: I mean, it's tough because 2019, they went on such an incredible run. The Lamar Jackson era was well-established and they had the knickknack injuries. And I remember uh, it was, um, I think it was Mark Andrews with the heel. Um, I think Mark Ingram had a foot issue. And it just seemed like the 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 wind was just taken out of their sails and just looked different. Now, with all that said, I think this defense is far and away better than that defense was. You didn't have Roquan Smith. You didn't have a dynamic uh, Hamilton. You didn't have a, a hot, you know, Mattabike. And then just this guy that came out of nowhere who, you know, I got to admit I was wrong about in uh, Jadavia and Clowney. I mean, They got this playmakers all over the field. You got a motivated PK. Let's not forget about him. Um, I just think their defense is just like it's, it's a different, different flow, different style. And with that defense comes an opportunity to go deep into the playoffs. I think if anything, I don't know if it's about. I'm not saying that they can't go undefeated the way in which it's a an any given Sunday kind of proposition, I would say possibly Jacksonville or the 49ers. Because of the fact that it's a road game, you know, I'm like, Han. because of the fact that it's Christmas and a road game for a 49ers team that is a really good <laughs> football team, and they look equal, that to me is where I'm like, hmm, there could be some potential of uh, trouble.
0: Yeah, I think that 4-1 and one is probably where I would predict. I just think you're, you're right. Any given Sunday, it's it's hard to kind of continue momentum throughout a season. Now, that 12-game win streak that we saw the Ravens go on in 2019 – we should never take that for granted because that was just something they were you mentioned that they were so dominant that year i wouldn't be shocked if they weren't defeated i i can definitely see it happening with how dominant the defense has been and hopefully the offense picking up some sort or at least more of a stride than they've been in consistency wise but you always have to account for maybe a loss here maybe a loss there but i think they're probably going to win the north they're definitely getting in the playoffs. I mean, unless there's a historic, historic collapse from this team. And coming up in the second part of the show, we'll round out this conversation by running some of those numbers with some scenarios, and also talking about how the Ravens should be feeling as they exit that bye week. So be we sure to stay tuned. We'll a lot to get to you on the show. First, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and if you're looking for daily fantasy sports, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun. So many have had winning up to 25 times the money this football season. I have to do is select two or more players pick more or less than projected stats in place or entry. And with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league League, created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players in different sports or leagues. For example, if you're a LeBron James fan, you can pick LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at 10 and a half combo with three pointers made plus receptions. If you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Bill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now do that with the Community Plays tab under the Promos tab of the app to do entries of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, we have a player who exists in the first half and doesn't return in the second. That player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to PricePicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code on NFL for a first of all it's a match up to $100 as so Price Picks dot com slash lockdown nfl use code lockdown nfl for a first of match up to a hundred dollars prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. We're back our second segment locked on Ravens. Kevin striker still talking with Kaiseryus. My Adlin Q. I want to run some numbers here. With you. you know Jonah Schaefer, the Baltimore banner, he did a great job of pretty much putting together every single record that the Ravens could have at the end of the season and putting the percentages on what it would be for them to win the North, get the one seed or make or miss the playoffs entirely. He did a great job. as comprehensive. Now, if they lose every single game, which I do not think is going to happen, but the, the scenario is possible because they have five games left, they would not, pro- well, they probably would not get the one seed. to be a less than 1% chance, Jonas says, and a top four seed, meaning essentially winning the North, would not be a good percentage, just 1% there too. Playoffs would be 26%. I don't see that happening, so we don't really have to get into the analysis on that one. 10 and 7 would then be going 1 and 4. They would still have a three quarters chance, a 99% chance to make the playoffs, but the one seed would probably be out of the picture at that point. And the top four seed would be 9 to 59%. Now, 11 and 6, that'd be 3 and 2. So maybe they drop, you know, you mentioned Jacksonville, San Francisco. Maybe they lose both of those games. They'd have a more than 99% chance to make the playoffs, but the number one seed again would be less than 1%. Winning the North would be 48 to 92%. 12 and 5, they'd 100% make the playoffs. The number one seed, it depends who they would lose to. And Jonas says that beating the Steelers matters in a 12 and 5 scenario, but beating the Dolphins and Jaguars does as well. 13 and 4, going, that's 4 and 1, 100% chance to make the playoffs. They win the North in this situation, too. But they would want the steelers to actually beat them because if you want the one seed you have to have the dolphins and jaguars have a loss to the ravens in that situation then if they go 14 and 3 we, we know the situation 100% playoffs 100% one seed 100% north that that's the scenario you want so it seems like again there are some scenarios where maybe it's okay to lose to pittsburgh but you still win the north but that jacksonville and miami game it's a conference game and they're still vying for the one seed so those percentages you want anywhere from obviously 5 and 0 to 3 and 2 once you start getting into the 2 and 3 range you're you're not sitting pretty if you're the ravens
1: yeah and, and i think that's the, the the ultimate goal is to get to that number one seed to get that by obviously with the new way this playoff system is going you give yourself that extra chance to to chill to also examine how you know the the initial wave of the the playoffs kind of unfolds if you will then you of course Uh, you're going to have that home game, going to have some home cooking. I know that, you know, the status thing, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he hasn't won a a home playoff game or he hasn't had an away playoff game. And so therefore, that's something where that can work in your favor. If he's coming to the vault, we know what happened last time he came to the vault. Uh, Even he said it was one of the loudest places to play. So ultimately, you're absolutely right. You know, yes, take care of business. You know, against Jacksonville, take care of business against Miami. But, bruh, we got to stop all this other nonsense about, like, oh, well, if you lose to Pittsburgh, no. Bragging rights are forever. We're trying to beat Pittsburgh. We're trying to put our thumb on them and say, yo. See, if the Ravens go on to win the Super Bowl and they lost to Pittsburgh and then the Pittsburgh Steelers swept them, bruh. Like, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. Pittsburgh's going down still go ahead and take care of jacksonville i'll give san francisco a little bit of love just so they can feel good about themselves on christmas and all that jazz but super bowl time if they get through the nfc and dallas and you know philly and whomever else is is hot at the time if they we will worry about all that later
0: you know i can tell you're still a raven because i think when you're the most passionate it's those afc north rivals you go with the the Browns and the Steelers and the Bengals. I, I know you're a Raven at heart, Q, and I, I absolutely love it. But I also think that with all these scenarios playing out here, part of it is with the one seed. I, I've seen on the social media waves that there are some fans who are a little worried about getting that one seed because last time we know what happened with the rest factor. Baltimore decides to rest their guys in Week 18 then they come out in the Tennessee game. And you. I do think you talked about those injuries early on. Mark Andrews and Mark Ingram having those injuries did have a huge impact on that Tennessee game. But it, it's a factor because rest does happen. You get the bye week rest, but then there's the rust. It's rest versus rust, essentially. If you're the Ravens, I mean, obviously you want to win as many games as you can and get as high of a seed as you can. But for UQ, is that something you want the Ravens to get or do you want them to kind of have a four game playoff run where they can continue momentum and build it up over the course instead of maybe risking having it stopped because of a buy?
1: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's why I think, again, going back to the San Francisco game, it kind of all stakes out like as far as like if they're really playing tough and hard and, and, and gritty and and it just looks like they're ready to go into the playoffs. Um they come out of Pittsburgh, you know, it's a it's a battle, it's it's an AFC North Division game, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Get out of that. Let me let me uh, 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 give me a chance to recover. I don't think John Harbaugh is going to even contemplate resting his guys and all the other things. I would be shocked to live in beep if he did that whole we gonna rest Lamar and Play some of the other guys and get nah homeboy. We need to keep ourselves sharp. And if we keep ourselves sharp, then, then <laughs> we're ready. Don't don't even think. No. No. There's no resting. Now you earn your number one buy or your number one C, you get the buy. That's when you give yourself a chance. I don't I I'm not saying that they can't take the tougher road as far as like if they're not the number one. I, I, I know they're road warriors. I know that they've done their thing, you know, and 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 they've stared down some really strong opponents at home defensively. They've really, you know, did some things uh, on the road as far as, you know, staying focused and obviously, you know, traveling the way they had to travel this year. So I know it's in them. But at the same time, you know, the whole idea of REST versus W-O-R-K, give me the work. I'll take the work.
0: Yeah, and I think, again, for the Ravens, if that Week 18 game does have any implications, I think there's anywhere from a uh, – I'm running the numbers again. Quickly. I think 21 to 80% chance heading into Week 18 they can have the one seed depending on what their record is. I don't think there's going to be rest because I think they will still be playing for something regardless. But, again, I think you want the one seed to have home field – throughout the playoffs at m Bank. I mean, you don't want to go to Arrowhead. You don't want to go down to Miami. I mean, you want to have the home field crowd advantage. And you mentioned Mahomes in the road playoff game. Like, you want to get Mahomes in the m and Bank Stadium to play. And if there's a question about rest in the number one seed, again, I think you play the guys against Pittsburgh, regardless of what's going on. And then you get the week of rest, and it's essentially another bye week. And who knows, does Mark Andrews come running through that tunnel? <laughs> there's a long playoff run, I I don't know. It'd be be one heck of a storyline if it happened. But how are you feeling about the team right now, Q? Again, bye week couldn't have gone any better for them. The injury reports have looked pretty promising so far. Seems like the bye week has helped out in terms of the rest, again, as we've talked about a couple weeks ago. Nobody's 100% at this point in the year. In fact, pretty far from it. But are you feeling like this is one of the better scenarios you could have envisioned before the season exiting the bye for the Ravens?
1: it's a great opportunity to get through a a weird stretch of games, obviously starting going way back to the London game, but yet, you know, just, just staying the course, being focused, staying the course, being focused, stringing together wins, nine of them <laughs> is really cool. And at the same time, when it comes to, yeah, positioning for this final stretch, you do need to kind of like just, Get that mental clip to be able to go into the final stretch. I think it worked out really perfectly for them.
0: I do too. And with this gauntlet coming up, they're going to need every ounce of rest, every bit of luck, whatever you want to call it. But this team hasn't just been lucky this season. They've just been a good football team all the way around for the most part. And come up in the final part of the show. We'll talk about what the first game out of the bye is for the Ravens. It's that matchup with the Rams at M&T Bank Stadium in week 14. So be sure to stay tuned. we got a lot coming still Locked on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by DoorDash and There are a lot of times where I just want something to eat during a game, whether it's in a timeout or halftime, and I'll go get something and there's nothing there. That's when you know it's time to order with DoorDash. And you can order a bunch from DoorDash. If you want the game day package like pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns, DoorDash has that for you. Or if you're a snack person and you like chips, dips, nachos, everything you need to make your own nachos on DoorDash, you can get it all delivered without missing the game. And there are so many different spots to order from. On DoorDash in the Baltimore area where I am, and if you like sushi, Sushi Han is a great spot. And I actually have this DoorDash bag right here. It's insulated and it's great because it can hold the food. And I, I have, I'm having a dinner break after I record the pod here with that DoorDash bag. It keeps the food nice and ready. So I'm excited for that. And the bag itself is amazing. So. For DoorDash, again, so many great options wherever you are. And you can get 50% off of the $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order, weighing down the DoorDash app and enter code lock 23 Subject to change terms apply. And you can even get prepared before game day, stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash and get ready to watch your team win. Let's 50% off of the $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order, weighing down the DoorDash app and enter code lock 23 Subject to change terms apply. One more time, don't forget to use code LOCK23 for 50% off of the $10 value when you first order. ordering down the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more subject to change terms apply. For backgrounding, outlocked on Ravens, Kevin Oshchiker still here with Kadri Ismael. And Q, the Rams have been a team this year that it's interesting. They currently stand at six and six, and they're vying for a playoff spot at this point. And they're a sneaky team to me. I think when you look at what they have done over the past few years, essentially selling their soul for the Super Bowl by making all those trades, it was Super Bowl or bust for them. But they've been a team that's been kind of middling they're they're not great at any one thing but they're not bad at any one thing on offense they're 12th in the league in passing and 13th in the league in rushing on defense they're 16th in the league in passing and 14th in the league in rushing we know they have aaron donald we know they have cooper cup we've seen puka nakua come on really strong for them plus they have i think a a solid veteran quarterback in matthew stafford
1: yeah they do and i I think uh you add into that that coaching staff is a very innovative coaching staff um, they want to win games. You know, they're not going to sit back and be slouches. I saw they, you know, were really strong and competitive uh, against um, Cleveland. And and literally, like, as the game was close, they had the turnover, and then they just never looked back, and it just, you know, they took off and, and poured it on. And it was against a very good, you know, Cleveland Browns defense. So if we think this is a game where you can just sit back and, and ah, we're we're looking for Miami. We're You know, where's Jacksonville? Hey, what about Christmas? What about Pittsburgh? Then you're dumb. You, then you, you you don't realize what this league is about. Uh, Khalil Mack put on a clinic. Do you think Aaron Donald is not looking at that clinic and taking notes? You know, are you sitting there and just thinking that, you know, wow, Matthew Stafford hasn't been in big games and, you know, he's not seen pressure before? Do has seen pressure and stared pressure down, and he's been, you know, really strong and powerful with that pressure. So in my mind, like, you cannot take a team for granted, period, end of discussion. Are you the better team? Yes, but that doesn't mean that there's a guarantee of a win.
0: Yeah, no, every single game you got to go with that same level of focus because I think we've seen the Ravens play up to competition and down to competition. I think every team does it. The Ravens, we have seen them do that a couple times this year. Do you think this is some level of a trap game for them? I know the Rams aren't the worst team in the league, but I think it's a game that a lot of people just say, oh, it's the Rams. The Ravens will just, it'll be fine. They'll win this one. Do you feel like there is some level of a trap component to it?
1: I mean, it, it can be a trap game because again, you know, you, you are nine and three You came off your bye, you know, Hey, look what they did against Cleveland, and you can kind of start playing tricks in your mind, like thinking, "Oh, it's only Cleveland," not realizing that Cleveland, they very much so. Hey, they're a competent football team. When you look at um, Matthew Stafford and uh, Nakua, I think his shoulder is still jacked. That's something that you gotta concern yourself with. You know, oh my goodness, are we gonna, you know, have them at full strength? And 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 again, like I forget what what team, was it? Pittsburgh or uh, Indy, who wasn't at full strength, and they beat us, um, and beat us bad. Or I think it was maybe it was Cleveland, who they had some backup. I think it was Cleveland who had some backup. Uh, yeah,
0: offensive yeah, linemen. Cleveland was down to their fourth and fifth string offensive linemen.
1: You see what I'm saying? You can't take it for granted. Don't do it to yourself, and I think that's something that should be fueled. Click on the Cleveland tape and look at that, and then all of a sudden you'll realize that, hey, man, we got to go out there and play our best.
0: Yeah, I remember you and I talking about that Cleveland game and saying, well, look, they might be down to their fourth and fifth string guys, and they have the best they most sacks in the league. And Deshaun Watson came out there in the second half on a broken shoulder and didn't have an incompletion so you have to be ready for everybody and part of it q i think when you talk about a a weakness whether it be on offense or defense defensively you look at the rushing defense and you see they're 22nd in the league in rushing in terms of net yards per attempt right now i think a little bit of that has to do with they've had a couple of really bad games and they've had a couple of really good games but it's definitely not up to the level the past defense is then you look at what the rams have been doing Kyron Williams, the running back, just came back from injury reserve a couple weeks ago. He's averaging five point one yards per carry. Has been incredible this year. Plus, the Rams have one of the best guards in football, if not the best guard in football right now, and Kevin Dotson, who Pittsburgh traded for peanuts essentially for no reason but it's going to be tough in the trenches because you have Justin a you have Michael Pierce, all these guys who are playing at super high levels, but then that Rams offensive line, there are no slouches either. So if I'm looking at some matchups, I'm going to be really interested to see if this is another game where the Ravens kind of get bullied on the ground, or if they can tighten up a little bit and stop what I think has been a pretty solid rushing attack for the Rams this year.
1: Yes. Yeah, and that that's again, like that's attitude. That's playoff football. That's, Hey, if we really want to get to where we want to get to, we're going to have to be more assignment, Heavy and discipline, and discipline as far as uh, making stops, period. You know, you just can't, you can't, you cannot advance in the playoffs if you can't stop the run. And, and I know that this is a passing league, but you see those teams that are good teams, you know, they have a physicality to them and they're able to run the football. And I think even you look at the San Francisco Eagles game um, that. Their, their ability to run the ball sets up that RPO action and it sets everything up for you in a positive way. Um, let the Rams be the first team be to be put on notice that we ain't messing around. We about to go out there and handle our business and show them we're the physical team.
0: And this defense is physical. I think when I, when I look at one word for this defense, I definitely go with physical. I want to leave with this though, Q. I don't know if it's just me. I know some people are going to get on me because they're going to be thinking I'm jinxing it. I'm not trying to jinx it. I'm not trying to do it. But you look at the health situation all year for them. They got, it was brutal. It was brutal the first couple of weeks. It seemed like they were losing four starters every game for the first three weeks. But those weren't season-ending injuries outside of J.K. Dobbins. All those guys, well, a bunch of guys have gotten injured again and then come back again. But it's really only been J.K. and Mark Andrews who have been the two Big season-ending injuries. Assuming Marks is season-ending this year, David Ajabo also with the partially torn ACL there. But is it just me, Q, or outside of you know the couple week injuries, the month injuries, these guys coming back? Have the Ravens been actually a relatively healthy team this year?
1: Well, I won't say this year. I'll say they've been a relatively relatively healthy uh, later in the year where it counts because that earlier in the year, it was, yeah, dang it, you know, you lost JK, but Keaton Mitchell steps up and plays, you know, man, you know, uh, Ryan Stanley and them out, but McCurry, he stepped up and played well against Cleveland on the road, by the way. Um, you look at what Cincinnati looked like on the road, you handle your business against them, Hendrickson and company, they were nullified. I think at the same time, when you look at the, the overall picture, uh, you know, Ronnie Stanley, you know, there's some things there. Obviously Marlon uh, hasn't really been, you know, Marlon really hasn't had uh, that, that signature, you know, punch out or turnover Uh, and this is going on his second season now that, you know, we've kind of seen him, you know, just stall a little bit. Obviously uh, the one-armed man in, in, in Williams, like, you know, I just think that Marcus missed some tackles and, you know, at the same time, there was interception opportunities that were missed. So there have been some injuries. It just hasn't maybe you know, necessarily been the the ones that we've seen in the past, where it's just like, up, oh, they're not playing up, oh, they're not playing. They're playing, but they're just not fully fully there, yeah,
0: i'll I'll revise what I said to say that it's availability. They've been available this year where they're not losing guys for the season every single week, but it has been. Ronnie will be out for two weeks and then Marlon will be out for a month, but then they come back and then another guy gets injured, but then that guy comes back. So guys are playing, but you're right. Ronnie Stanley, the injuries have definitely had very big impacts on his performance this year, but Q, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for hopping on. I will ask you if your prediction on the Ravens and Rams games here, do you think that the Ravens pulled out or do you think the Rams come in m Bay stadium and pull one out over Baltimore?
1: I will be highly shocked if the Ravens don't come out and play amazing football. I know Aaron Donald is going to be a tough one to to kind of go up against, but I'll be highly, highly shocked, like just surprised if the Ravens don't pull off this victory. I think it's the Ravens. I think um, Justin Tucker redeems himself and shows him that, look, y'all think what y'all think, which all don't know, what you know I'm still a goat. Um, I think this is a game – where, yeah, the defense, they have to show up running game-wise. I think give a score I'd say Ravens put up 33. And Matthew Stafford throws another pick to the long arm of the law. And he throws a second pick to Geno Stone. Um, Two-pick game. I'd say he still gets uh, maybe 260, 260 yards. They have their red zone issues. They score 13 points.
0: All right, I like that better than my score. I I, I say 31-24. I'll go mm. 31-24 Ravens. That's a win for them, though. It doesn't matter. You win by one, win by 30. But I like your mm. score a little better, Q. I'll tell you that much. But I appreciate you as always, Q. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want to follow Q on Twitter or X now, be sure to follow him over at I am Kadri Ismael and all the other places. He puts out great content. Q again, thank you so much. And thank you for tuning into Locked On Ravens today. Coming up. On Sunday after the game, we will have a live stream coming at you talking about everything that happened in that Ravens and Rams game. So be sure to stay tuned. I'll see you right back here then on Lockdown Ravens.